So is the world an evil place? It certainly seems so sometimes. If we study our history, we will see uh, an innumerable amount of unbelievable brutality and cruelty and misery and suffering. Horrible, horrible things. And of course, they continue to this day. And if we were to, to take a look at, at some statistics uh, concerning... Uh, Excuse me. Concerning situations likely to elicit pain and suffering and discontent, uh, we would we would be startled if uh, if even if we haven't uh, come across situations uh, uh, ourselves, which hopefully we haven't. So we can ask again: Is the world a, a horrible, evil place? So in order to evaluate something, whether something is good or bad or evil or amazing, we need an objective. If we don't have an objective in relation to which to evaluate, how can we evaluate? Correct. So if we uh, ask. Is it good or bad that I got a coffee? Well, it depends. If we wanted a coffee, if we wanted a coffee, then it's good. If we didn't want a coffee, then it's bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the word evil seems to denote an extreme uh, uh, case of bad. And what is any kind of bad? It's something that fails to meet at least some kind of desire, right? If something meets every single possible desire that we can conceive of, how, how exactly would we say that it's bad? In what way would it be then bad, right? And this is exactly what I want in each and every way. It doesn't contradict the single desire that I have on any level at all, right? Or any desires of anybody else to boot, just in case. Right? But it's still bad. I don't like it. Right? What, what does that mean? It's a, it's a completely senseless statement, just recombining words from different places. So we see if something completely satisfies our desires, then it's complete good. It's absolute good. So we need, again, we need an objective. We need to consider what desires are relevant. Right, so evil then would be an ultimate negation of our desires. It would be an extreme uh, failure to, to meet our, our desires and, and to even contradict them. So for instance, excuse me. So for instance, um, we really want that. We're really, really thirsty. Extremely, extremely thirsty. As thirsty as is conceivable. And we don't have any water, so we could say this is an evil situation for me. Why? Because I really, truly want water, but uh, I, I don't have any water. But we say if for whatever reason all of a sudden we stop wanting water, uh, and then it wouldn't be con conceived as evil. It'd be okay, I have no water, but I don't care. I'm not that saying that that's possible, but just to say, as an example, if we or or better maybe example here, if we are dying to win the lottery. It's our, our number one dream. It's We can't imagine if uh, when they call the numbers uh, this evening, if we don't win, that's it. Life is over. So we consequently say correctly that uh, if I don't win the lottery, it's going to be evil. It's going to be a horrible, horrible thing for me. It'll be intolerable. All right. So then we're, as we're waiting, we do a little research on lottery winners and we see that People that win the lottery are not always as well off as it might seem, and that they, there's a lot of problems that might be created, and that people coming out of the woodworks, uh, family all of a sudden in unexpected places, long-lost friends showing up, and uh, other problems. And the person might say, wow, I, I don't really want to win the lottery. I was just, uh, uh, I played myself, you know, that, that I thought that I wanted that. So consequently, when the person doesn't win the lottery, in all likelihood, in the evening, it won't be perceived as evil, but it would have been. So we say it depends on, on the desires that we have, on the objectives that we set. So anyhow, to, to analyze whether or not the world is evil, we do need to consider desires. We can't simply say, is it evil, period, or in relation to, to a rock, or, or, or in relation to a, a, a lamppost, or a road, or something like this. It's, it's relative to, to some or another desire or desire. So we would say, um, uh, uh, 
as it concerns the satisfying contingent desires, then clearly the answer for most of us is yes. Because what we think we want, most of us do not get. We think that we want, and all of us don't get to, to some extent or at some point or another. So, for example, we think that we want to be very wealthy, and yet very few people are very wealthy. We think that we want to be very healthy, and very few of us are very healthy. We think that we want to live in a huge mansion and have a lot of gold and, and pearls, but very few of us do. We think that we want to be very powerful and very beautiful and very intelligent, but very few of us are. And, of course, we think that we want to live forever and be mortal, but we don't, and we die. Whether or not we have some time to think about it, as in we, we're on a deathbed or it just happens in our sleep or something, we die and we can know about it, and we generally do know about it beforehand, which is a great deal of, of pain and suffering and confusion. So we see, if we consider our contingent objectives, the world is certainly evil. It's a horrible place, and none of us really get what we want. But what about if we dig a little bit deeper? Is it possible to uh, exculpate the world and say that it's not as bad as it would seem? So we would ask then, what are all these contingent desires in relation to? Meaning we understand that um, it, it, we, in order to want a palace with golden toilets, we have to hear about this palace. And when we're born, we haven't heard about the palace with golden toilets. So it can't be that we want intrinsically, inherently, necessarily, absolutely the palace with the golden toilets. Nor can it be that we really, truly want that a particular job, which we also did not hear of before a certain point. Nor even maybe that uh, intrinsically, inherently, we don't want to die because we, ne- we didn't even know about death at, at one point or another. So what do we know? All of a sudden, we learn about it. It doesn't seem like such a good thing. And initially, we had no idea. So we have to ask, what is it really, truly that we want? So here, a way to, to think about it is that whatever it is that we, that's a necessary desire, a desire that we cannot get out of, is in the context of reality, meaning it's real. It exists. It's not simply something that, we would say everything exists that exists, and it's not to say something, quote-unquote, doesn't exist, but uh, there's things that exist that are not necessary at least forever. For example, I, I wanted to win the lottery until I read about what happens to lottery, frequently to lottery winners, and then I didn't. So we would say it, it, it's, it existed. Well, it existed, that desire, but then it went away. So we'd say any real desire that cannot go away, that does not go away, it's, it's absolute, it's necessary. Can it be that a necessary desire that exists in, in the context of reality cannot be met in reality? Say, no, that's a ridiculous thing. Why, how would that be so? Why, why would it be that we have a necessary, permanent uh, uh, desire that we cannot get out of, but that by necessity cannot be met? For what reason? If it, <laughs> it, it, there's, there's no argument, apparently, to, to be made here. So we would say that if we were able to chisel down uh, uh, our desires to its sole necessary desire, we would not perceive the world as evil. We would perceive it as good. So what is that desire? So we would say that desire, a way to describe it, maybe it's indescribable in itself, but uh, maybe a way to think about it, it's that state of, of, uh, of being in existence that we get if we move away from our animal origins and we strive toward humanity and uh, we form and shape uh, our mind and, and our morals and our character. If we do that correctly and properly over a long period of time, then we attain uh, or, or, or stand a, a great shot of attaining our true desires. So then we ask, is the world a good or a bad place for this kind of stuff, for the formation of character, for the formation of, of, of morals? And, and we would say it's a, it's a phenomenal place, as it would appear, generally speaking, for that. Why? Because it's very tough. 
it's a it's a real battleground <laughs> it's a, the, in order to, to to do that it's like walking a tightrope and consequently we see that if the world was a paradise if it was completely easy and simple and there was no challenges uh, no uh, physical challenges no mental and psychological challenges then then the objective uh, that we really truly hold can never be pursued we can never form something out of ourselves make something out of ourselves that's worth being if there's no challenge it's a basic understanding it, it applies to contingent things and it applies in sense to reason to necessary things or the necessary thing so for example if um uh, we, we want to join an elite military unit but the testing consists out of saying uh how how hard a person can relax on the couch and while well, popping popcorn we see that it wouldn't mean anything to join that elite military unit if we wanted to get uh, an elite uh, degree uh, in something very complicated and, and yet uh, the, the test or the, the, the curriculum consisted out of uh, solving 2 plus 2 and 3 times 3, then it wouldn't mean anything at all to, to get that diploma. Understand? Whatever it is that, that we uh, do in order for it to, to be worthwhile at all, it has to be a challenge. It has to demand something from us and, and, and to present um, like we said, challenges. So we see that if viewed from that perspective, the world is the perfect place for that. Because again, like we said, it's incredibly difficult with all of the things uh, uh, that are at hand. And consequently, to succeed in the world as a human being, not merely in a contingent context, to succeed um, as a, in the elite military unit or on the, the uh, educationally or professionally or whatever the case may be, that's great as well, but that's a separate thing. But to succeed in a necessary human way, it's unbelievably, unbelievably difficult. And, uh, and the vast majority of us do not do it, which is actually the next point that we want to get to. We don't do it, but for those of us that do try to do it and that do succeed, it, it's, the ultimate, uh, it's the ultimate worthwhile thing. And it can never be done if... Again, the world was just a, a super soft, uh, nice place, and everything was totally clear, and uh, and there was no uh, there was no death, and there was no disease, and there was no heartbreak, and there was no craziness, and there was no violence, and there was perfect peace, and all of this, uh, it would not have been uh, possible to, to to do. It wouldn't be worth anything. It'll be easy. It'll be simple. Now there's some more complexities that that we want to discuss. Number one. Arguably, is that like we said, most of us don't do it. We do fall, we do fail. Either and further, we see most of us really don't realistically have a chance because if we simply grow up in in the state of nature and we've never heard of any relevant concepts about what it, the purpose of of our life could be or what it's possible for a human being to achieve, there's zero percent chance that we're ever going to do anything with ourselves. How we follow our impulses and inclinations and our and the our desires, how, how exactly would we ever just hope? I want to, to, uh, to, to strive toward a humanity or toward an ideal. Like, we, we don't know, right? So we would say um, uh, that that's a, a big stumbling block. If, if, the, if the world then still is evil, we would say. So we would say that an answer potentially, not to say anything definitive, this, that, but just a, a way perhaps to think about it is that, yeah, it's true that the, the bulk of us remain in, in the animal uh, uh, mode of life and, and, and phase of life and uh, the, with the animal values and in that case we have a, a, a mix uh, of good and bad the, the good news is uh, acute pain tends to go away quick and, and, and long-term pain tends to tends to uh, 
fizzle out and we tend to get used to it. Conditions we tend to get used to. We, we look at somebody who's much poorer than us and we're like, I can't believe uh, the, how uh, horrible it must be. But the, it might not be perceived that way. Or a person that's grown up in extreme poverty, one of the biggest things that, about poverty is the, is the pride aspect. If we live in a rich neighborhood, everybody around us has nice things and we don't, that's the, the blow to our pride and to our self-esteem. If we live in a poor community uh, or, or area and everybody around us is poor and nobody knows anything different, it's probably not that much suffering. To be perfectly honest, they have food. It, it's great to have food, but again, we get used to those kinds of things. And we say that um, death is quick. Uh, and uh, and if ignorance is uh, is is blessed to, to some extent, if a person is not at all aware, uh, hasn't uh, attained to any kind of self consciousness and, and self knowledge, is not aware of the various um, conundrums of life that plague the, the more sophisticated, uh, then the, the, there's that's the, that much less pain. So you see, consequently, that uh, those of us that remain in the animal mode of life, we have our consolations, and and it's really not not as bad as it would appear and and uh, those of us that remain in the animal mode of life but we're uh, plagued with the fantasies of uh, of certain uh, kind of contemporary life oh the uh, the ultimate goal is to, to be rich and famous but i can't because this and that okay so we have some some uh, self-esteem issues but that's kind of our problem and that's kind of not that we're going to say the world is evil because of that that, that there's a fundamental issue that, that that might be pushing it. So you see that that um, it, it is true that um, most of us don't achieve what what the world is it seems to be perfectly outfitted to, to enable us to achieve. But at the same time, we don't know it, and we're compensated for uh, our for this while we remain in the animal mode of life. But further, we would say to that end, uh, which is that that's that we could say the a purpose or the purpose of historical movement and growth and development. Right? Because we see that um, if a person is not uh, is not uh, cognizant of uh, of what it would take in in order to, to to strive toward humanity, toward an ideal, he or she can't do it. So we would say that 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 would be then a way to, to think about the uh, the historical process and the growth of of thought and civilization. But we could say then, but wouldn't that defeat the whole point if the world was a very easy and simple place and that uh, there was no uh, disease and there was no war like we said that those are the challenges uh, that uh, make uh, that make it worth it uh, arguably so we would say that yeah it's always been that way but at the same time it's not enough to simply know about something to, to make itself for example even if every single person in the world had perfect knowledge about fitness and about what it took in order to get it or takes uh, to get in, in great shape, to build a lot of muscle and lose a lot of fat doesn't mean it will be done. Each and every person would have to individually do the work. And if he or she did it, it would be uh, absolutely be legit and it would be, it would be done. Uh, so we say it's the same thing here. Even if every single person knew uh, everything it, it, that it took, if that was even possible to, to strive toward um, the highest, to, to strive toward humanity, doesn't mean that it would be done. Every person would still have to do it in his or her unique circumstances. Uh, and if we were able to reduce the, the physical uh, obstacles, uh, s- such as uh, poverty and, and starvation and violence and all of that, that wouldn't um, make it easier, per se. It would, ma- it would, it would enable it. Right? it. It would make it more common because more people would have the opportunity, but it would still be a huge challenge and it would still consequently be a, a genuine accomplishment for each and every person that succeeded in a real way in the world. All right? So we see that... Um, 
Uh, the world can, can be thought of as evil in relation to contingent objectives or in relation to our fantasies or in relation to some kind of ethics that we think we need to say to, to feel like a good person. I, I, I'm a good person, so consequently I believe in, in, in peace and, and food for everybody, and we don't see that, so the world's an evil place. But if we think about our true desires, we see that, that the world is, is, is phenomenally outfitted to, to meet them if we do the work and uh, as it concerns uh, the hope for future, uh, if, if we are able to, to get rid of many of the problems of the world, it would still be uh, a place able to, uh, to, to give us the context that, uh, within which we can strive toward something necessary and substantive and necessarily worthwhile so we can think about it. Thank you for listening.